I want all these packing crates gone by the end of play today, Ashley announced in her all-staff speech. The move to the new office had already taken the best part of three days, and she feared the place would still look like a war zone in six months' time if she didn't take control. We've got plenty of space, so use it. I don't want to see mess and paperwork everywhere. All around her, 16 members of staff, from the receptionist to the most senior producer, listened in silence. And coffee mugs, she added, spying a half-full one abandoned on someone's desk. I don't want to find half-eaten food or half-drunk coffee cluttering up the place. There's a kitchen over there. Use it. She took a deep breath, trying to find a way to inspire them. Think of it like this. Our gorgeous new office reflects us, it reflects our creativity, our hard work and our talent. So let's treat it with the respect it deserves and carry on making the most successful TV programmes on air these days. Okay, everyone. The staff applauded politely and she withdrew to her office. As fond of them all as she was, there were times she wished she could just employ robots and have done with it. Ashley was a self-confessed neat freak. Her own workspace was minimalist and she believed in a tidy desk. Anything that came in was dealt with promptly. That was how she'd always worked, and it was how she'd got to the top. She started as a production secretary some 20 years earlier, and had worked her way up before setting up her own company, which these days was responsible for some of the country's most popular TV shows. Now she'd just consolidated her achievements with the purchase of the top two floors of a Georgian terrace block in the heart of Soho, complete with its very own roof garden. The roof garden, Ashley remembered, spotting a glimpse of sun through the grey clouds at her window. That was one issue she was yet to deal with. It would be her own private space, her haven for thought and reflection, not to mention for whenever she needed to escape the whines and problems of her apparently permanently insecure staff. Her secretary had located three landscape gardeners who'd worked she'd liked, so Ashley went through the folders wondering which exactly was the look she was after. Urban Japanese cool, with edgy, exotic plants climbing out of steel containers, or countryside rustic, and wild flowers reminiscent of a cottage in Dorset. Then there was the Mediterranean classic, all terracotta pots and cheery colours. Which theme would calm her the most? As she scaled the spiral staircase that led from her private office up to the roof garden and stood there sipping mint tea. The view took her across Soho, up to the centre point and the British Telecom Tower, and on a clear day as far as Canary Wharf in the distance. The space was big enough for a small table and two chairs and she could already picture herself working on programme ideas over iced teas during summer afternoons. She saw it suddenly, the terracotta pots, the shrubs and herbs, the colours and vibrancy of the Mediterranean. She didn't need edge, she had enough of that all day as it was, and she'd never much enjoyed the English countryside. If her annual visits to her parents were anything to go by. But here she could recreate her occasional breaks in Italy and the French Riviera, with luscious lavender, a small olive tree, a scented herb garden and window boxes full of geraniums. The Mediterranean one, Ashley told her secretary as they were getting ready to go home. Get him to do a quote. Noting a cast-aside plastic sandwich container on a desk, she picked it up and dumped it in the kitchen bin, washing her hands twice afterwards. Why couldn't people be more like her, she wondered irritably, as she faced another evening watching her own TV shows over a quiet supper with nothing but a silicone toy for company. Two days later, Ashley looked up from her desk across the open plan office, which, although nowhere near as tidy as she'd have liked, was looking pretty decent. Her staff had taken on board, for now anyway, her dictates about leftover food and the joys of retaining clear desks. In a rare moment of calm, as most of them were in the studio below, she'd enjoy the view and her vision. 
The walls were painted alternatively jasmine white and natural calico, colours she'd enjoyed spending days agonising over, checking out samples in different weather conditions, grey and rainy mostly, to ensure they retained a cleanliness and warmth. The desks were oak-finished and the chairs a pale lemon, although one klutz had already spilled his tea over one of them. The carpet was stone-coloured and the staff were under strict instructions to wipe their feet before entering. And right at that very moment, the space was pleasingly calm and elegant. If only it could always be like this, she caught herself thinking. A life with no staff, and no mess, no broken hearts and hangovers. The thought made her smile. Her staff's problems inevitably became Ashley's problems. And as most of them were in their hormone-rampaging twenties, these were usually sexual and invariably alcohol fueled.